Is your life worth fighting for? Dig deep inside yourself and push yourself to your border, your ultimate limit to explore and expand. It's time to engage in a dance of growth. Welcome to Recipe for Growth. I'm Lauren Lebowitz. We're serving emancipation today. Our RFG newsletter, Ingredients for Living, is now available. Become a Recipe for Growth Insider and receive my favorite tasty recipes, RFG updates, new product promotions, and the ingredients for living your best life delivered right to your inbox. You'll find the link right in the show description. See you there. Merriam-Webster defines emancipation as, and I quote, to be free from any controlling influence, such as traditional mores or beliefs. An example might be the messages that your mother or father gave you growing up. I know my mother was a big influence in my life, as I'm sure you've heard throughout this podcast. The beliefs my mother gave me about how to cater to other people's needs first before my own. Emancipation can also be defined as being set free from something, like censorship when that ended and ideas about political freedom can suddenly be shared. That is also an example of emancipation. And of course, slavery is a historic example of emancipation. There's also emancipation a child has when they are freed from the control of their parents. And I think that can still continue in your life because if you don't resolve the feelings of being constrained, then you're more likely to experience relationships similar to those you had as a child. I'm going through this emancipation process right now because I'm a late learner. My growing pains are still continuing. And I think that we're always here to grow. And I think emancipation can come at any time. This is a good thing. And the other example of emancipation is to be free from restraint of social convention. I think that's a major topic in our times today with sexual identity, being different in how you dress, how you look, your race, your religion, and being free to celebrate all of that who you are in a world of much diversity. And that's kind of emancipation when you can just feel that freedom to celebrate yourself as you are out in the world. And if you've been with me on this journey from the beginning, you'll realize that we are right on schedule of where you are and where I am and where we need to be. Nothing excites my emancipation taste buds more than a good old-fashioned southern peach cobbler. Yum. And so it's plain old feel-good food, and I love a feel-good food. And it's also good for celebrating the end of a long work day or bonding with your family and friends because freedom never tasted so good. Can you feel the heat? That's right, because we're on our way to the kitchen. This is the peach filling for our southern peach cobbler beautiful confection that we're pairing with our theme today. Take a closer look at that. Sliced yellow peaches with coconut sugar, a little salt, a little tapioca flour, and it's just marinating and they're getting to know each other, all the slices, while I prepare 
the topping for this delicious peach cobbler. And you know it's gluten-free, so stick around. Okay, while we are baking, why don't we step back in the studio and continue our chat. I'm going to throw the recipe for this peach cobbler into the show notes at recipeforgrowthshow.com. So check out the show notes there for this delicious recipe that we're going to bake together. I recently came across a beautiful poem that I'd like to read to you entitled Rift by an American writer, poet, and professor. Her name is Dina Metzger. Between one world and another lies the rift and the increasing separation as the plates of one mind slip away from the plates of another mind. I do not question which way I am to go, but call to my heart to act on the decision made to follow the soul or I will be split apart. And so many are between violence and beauty, the violent demands of our everyday and the strange beauty of spirit afar. I must choose beauty, no matter the cost in this life. I must choose and leap across the widening valley we cannot rest between. Leap, ah, beauty, receive me in your open arms. There is one line in that poem which speaks to me, which bears repeating, and that line is, I do not question which way I am to go, but call to my heart to act on the decision made to follow the soul, or I will be split apart too. This poem, Rift by Dina Metzger, is just a powerful piece for me. Rift meaning a crack. And if you were with me in an earlier episode, I think I shared with you what I've been going through, that I experienced my own internal shift crack. It was more like a tectonic shift. And my soul was calling to me to change. So powerful. I, to this day, still don't really have all the answers of what that calling of my soul means. But I feel the urgency to leap. I don't know how many of you have had a similar experience when you've heard something inside yourself or you've experienced a friend or a stranger saying something to you at a particular moment in your life that resonated with you. In my own spiritual growth, I've known that those are little messages, little feelings, thoughts to be mindful of. It is a coincidence, but it's more than that. I am driven, I believe, by the intuition that I'm developing and honing. I hope you are as well developing your own intuition because we have it and it's a powerful tool, especially during these times of change, renewal, transformation. We need to tap into that to validate, is this the right step to take? as if you're in a, like a crossroads of your life and you're not sure which direction to take, your intuition is the place to go to ask that. And hopefully you've practiced with little easier questions so that you know the answer you hear is the right answer. Like blue is my favorite color. Yes, you know that. Okay, so when you are ready to ask a more powerful question that has to deal with your life's evolving then you'll know who's talking. (music) 
my experience in listening to my soul, answering the calling of my soul, for me is about taking the leap and seeking the freedom and independence from the life that binds us to something which makes us so small, devalued, disempowered. Why do you want to be treated that way? I know I don't. And that is the Norma Ray in me, to fight for the injustices I allow to continue in my life. It's about standing up for yourself with a capital S, because no one else can do it for you. Yes, you have people to guide you, to support you, to direct you. But at the end of the day, it's all about showing up for you. And I believe freedom is a human right worth fighting for and experiencing. It's not easy, but the benefit of it, oh gosh, amazing. And hopefully along the way, taking small steps. I know it sounds so overwhelming and like, Lauren, what are you talking about? It's too much. Um, I'm going to stay where I am in my life. Am I unhappy? Yes. But the other side of that, to possibly have what I desire, what my soul is telling me to have, it's too scary. It's too scary and it's too difficult. And that's what I don't understand sometimes, that fear is such a bully because fear builds a wall between what you say you want and what is actually available for you. It's right on the other side of the wall. We keep talking, complaining, and I've been one of them too, about not having what you want and saying, well, I'm going to do what I need to get what I want. And then you don't. And why is that? Change is hard. We all know that. All kinds of change is hard. But I think the one thing, and I know for myself, this is true, is the unknown. You know that what you want is on the other side of the wall, but it's unknown to you. You don't know how it looks, how it'll feel, who's going to be there for you. But you do know what doesn't make you happy, what's uncomfortable, how you felt diminished, small, disempowered. You know what that feels like. It doesn't feel good, but it's comfortable. So why risk being uncomfortable in the unknown and getting what you want when you can be comfortable and miserable? It takes courage. It's how badly do you want it? Let's ask this question. So how can you find your emancipation? How can you unleash your freedom to soar, to be you, the you you want to be? First, it takes bold, passionate, and courageous action. It's always about the action, the blueprint for the outcome. And free yourself of fear. It's a bully. It's harsher than it really is. It's interesting because in dealing with fear, what we do fear, ironically, sometimes if we are courageous to take the step, what we fear doesn't even exist. So I challenge you to step into your power and face the fear. You may want to even write to fear. I did that and I found it fascinating. And what I discovered about writing about fear, what it revealed to me is that if you think of fear as being neutral and write a letter to fear, I wrote, Dear Fear. Actually, I called it my eight minute timed writing. And I just put a timer on for eight minutes, put my hands to the keyboard and just wrote whatever came to my mind first. I didn't judge it, didn't delete it, whatever it was. And what I discovered was fear spoke to me and fear said, Lauren, do you know what it's like being me? I have no friends. People feel that I am here to harm them, to hurt them. And I am here in twofold to protect you from danger, from things that could be harmful for you, to you, but also to encourage you, to make you feel the 
bubbling up of those feelings inside of you that can help you take action, like performance anxiety would be an example. If you're doing stand-up, I always had performance anxiety. I was a pacer and couldn't wait to get my turn on stage so I could start my set because I was so fearful of being funny, of being good, etc. But fear is a guide, a beautiful guide, and we allow it to be this bully and it prevents us from doing what we need to do. And so that's what I am asking you to sit with. Because when you take bold, passion, courageous action and free yourself of fear, you will be driven by discovering your truth of who you are and who you want to be and living it fully. If you're like me, who was raised with a bucket of beliefs and mores that I don't agree to continue to have in my life, you'll also realize that you must put yourself first. And I don't mean it in a selfish way, but unselfishly. My favorite analogy of that is when the flight attendant on the flight says to put your oxygen mask on first before you put an oxygen mask on a child. You have to fill yourself up first before you can take care of someone else. You have to take care of you first so you're better equipped to take care of other people. Honor where you are. Honor where you were. Honor where you are now. And honor where you want to be. Don't be so hard on yourself or judge yourself. I mentioned this before, but I'm the poster child for being self-critical and judging myself. And that, my friends, gets me nowhere. And if you're unclear about who you are and where you want to be, that's okay. We don't have all the answers right away. Just know that where you are right now is perfect because that's where you're supposed to be. All I ask of you is to take one step at a time, one day at a time. Remember to take hold of your strength. You've got it, and I know you know you do. You've got it because that's that little, quiet, small voice inside of you that's screaming, you've got it, I'm here, you've got it. Be brave, be courageous, and take a tiny, tiny, tiny step forward. That's all. That's all you need to do. One tiny step forward. I'm not asking you to do anything that you're not comfortable doing. But if fear is preventing you, just know that my offer to hold your hand while you go through this and to know that you're not alone is good. I know you want change in your life, and you'll feel so much better about yourself when you give that gift to yourself that you matter to yourself and how much you love yourself. And I realize I have also had to speak to my younger self, little Lauren. Unfortunately, I have been unkind to her. I have been treating her the way my mother treated me. And not until I recognized that and have apologized to little Lauren can I be a whole complete person and now take all the gifts that little Lauren has to give me as an adult and go with her together. Now I'm in charge, protecting her, loving her, caring for her. As I embark on my emancipation, I ask you to just sit still with all of this. It's a lot to take in, but I want you to know that I am here for you as you go through your own shifts and changes, and I can rest assured knowing you are there for me, along for the adventure. Let's go take a peek at our peach cobbler, because this adventure needs celebrating. Wow, this just came out of the oven, this peach cobbler. Can you smell the cinnamon, the crusty brown topping, and those luscious sliced peaches? Boy, that's freedom, baby. 
Since we're kind of gluten-free about it and a little dairy-free, we're gonna serve this up and add a uh, little scoop of Natamu vanilla ice cream. Delicious. Thank you for listening to Recipe for Growth and for joining me today. I want to leave you with a message that I found at my local dry cleaners. They always put up these messages on a message board that sits on a corner. They're mostly, I wouldn't say spiritual, but they do have an interesting perspective. And the one I wanted to share with you is this. The finish line is for the ego. The journey is for the soul. Here's to emancipation, baby. Keep an open mind and an open heart. And remember, wherever you go, I'll be with you. Saving you a spot at our table. See you next time.